Hello and welcome back fellow riders on Bus Talk, a podcast about work-life issues which crowd our minds each day. Myth-busting into reality, Bus Talk shares stories, anecdotes, observations, some tips and tricks to better your work-life balance or lack thereof. Simply put, it's a straight talk to help you cope with various work-life situations without having to reinvent the wheel. And yes, there is a lot of traffic, so it does take time. We go slow, steady and at our own pace. If this is what piques your interest, you're on the right bus. So sit back, turn up the volume and enjoy the ride. I'm your host GB and you're listening to Bus Talk. Hello and welcome fellow riders. In today's ride, we must talk about the Superman experience. Now, what is the Superman experience, you ask? Let me simplify. You know, I often come across job requests uh, on various job forums and platforms, which almost are asking for a Superman. Why? Because they want a person who will be this magic seller, bring in big deals, can hire, can coach, can mentor, can turn the company's fortunes around and so on and so forth. It almost seems very Superman-esque like. And bear in mind, when I say Superman, I also refer to it as to Superwoman or Wonder Woman. So it's gender independent. I'm just for the analogy, I'm using it as Superman. So a lot of these companies are looking for a Superman. But the reality is, there is only one Superman and turns out you might not need a job, right? So who does need a job? Regular people need a job. But are companies happy with regular people? No, because if you see some of the job requests that float uh, on on the forums, you would be appalled. Like how can someone compress so much in so little time? And so in this episode, I'd like to touch upon a little bit on those people who are regular people, who are tenured perhaps. So if I were to divide the job fraternity into two broad sections, one is that section which is below 10 years of age in terms of work experiences, one to 10 years of work X, and then those which are from 10 to 20, say you can even take it to 30. But broadly, these are the two segments that I speak about. I will also touch a little bit about how the selling process has changed over the years and uh, how to interact with customers and how that has an impact on how your skill sets are developing and therefore what job seekers, job providers are expecting. So this episode is dedicated largely for those tenured leaders who are either looking for an opportunity or are in a situation where they might have to look for an opportunity in, in the near future. And so with some tips and tricks, some small nuggets, hopefully the job seekers will get some idea to better position themselves in the market. And if you are an employer looking to hire people, then you will also get some tips and tricks to perhaps recalibrate your expectations on what kind of people are you looking to hire especially if you're a startup founder, if you are a manager or a people manager who's recently gone into a hiring 
requirement then these pointers will give you a 360 degree view of both the job seeker and the job provider perspective finally while it is mostly applicable to folks within sales and business development and more specifically technology sales and business development the broad thoughts in this podcast will be applicable across the geography or across the landscape as it were so hope you enjoy this episode and so in this pandemic i see a lot of people looking for jobs clearly large part of the job seeking population is say below the age of 30 or thereabouts the good news is they are in the most employable zone typically they will be around the 5 to 7 or 8 lakh per annum kind of a uh, bracket which for which there are many opportunities that come by if you go further uh, deep dive into it large part of the jobs available are technical jobs which require a specific certification which require a specific knowledge of a programming language or coding or what have you and so these jobs are always going to be in vogue because creation of applications or fixing something which is already in play are some roles which will continue to transcend the ebbs and flows of the market now the trouble is not trouble the difficult part is the other side say the sales roles the business development roles which sell these products or services or technology a fundamental belief is that if you know the product feature and benefits you will be able to sell now what's happening in the market in reality for every product or feature that you have there will be a counter feature and a counter benefit so it kind of neutralizes so then if it neutralizes how does a sales person sell to sell in modern times while you have to look into the customer's future trajectory but you have to also go back in their past what were the trigger points which made them arrive at their current systems environment how did they arrive to where they are today what went right what went wrong and so on and so forth and if you investigate deep dive into such conversations chances are that you will find the gap the loophole which your product or service will help solve so you become a problem solver so this is one aspect of it. the second aspect of it is how do you help or how does your product or service help your customers customer how does your product or service help your customers customer does it help them to do business better reach more relevant customers does it help solve some existing customer problems and so on and so forth if you manage to do that the chances of the product or solution that you offer will rise in criticality in importance in value without you really having to oversell overstate the product benefit and features and so in the modern sales person has often become the investigative journalist if you will who has to investigate the past figure out the problem statement and show the impact statement to move forward clearly these opportunities will not be as much uh, as say the pre pandemic times if you will but the sales people who adopt this methodology of engaging with the customer perhaps will find better 
opportunities. Now, this is for all the people who are below, say, the 10-year mark in WorkX, right? What happens to the set of people who are, say, between the 10-year to the 20-year mark? What is it that do they do differently from, say, the entry-level guy? There are increasing number of job opportunities which are floated where companies are seeking senior resources with very little experience. For example, you will find a requisition which says wanted uh, vice president sales with five years of experience, wanted a director business development with seven years of work X. Now, it begs the question, can you really lead a position with four, five, seven years of experience? It's a debatable answer. For those it has worked or is working, they will say, yes, why not? What has age got to do with ability? And then the other side of the spectrum, there will be those who are more tenured, experienced. They will say, if we could, you know, compress experience, then life would be different. But the reality is we cannot compress experience, right? It, it is a function of time. You go through a sinusoidal curve and you learn over time. So how can you compress an experience? And so this debate will rage on, but the reality is the market is in the mood for a quick fix. Can somebody who's readily available, yet has a good track record, yet doesn't cost much, and kind of play a multi-faceted role where multiple hats will be a great coach, great mentor, great salesperson, magic deal maker, and do this and hire the best talent and so on and so forth. It's incredibly difficult to tick box all the points. But here's what the entrepreneur is thinking. That do I, I mean, I can ask for a Superman, but if the Superman requires, say, 10 points to be called a Superman, I'm happy to satisfy, I'm happy to uh, carry on with a person who is like a 7 on 10 on the Superman scale, right? Because that person is one third the cost or half the cost of, say, the actual Superman, if that exists at all. And these are all hypothetical, just to give you an example, that if that ideal Superman exists, they will cost, say, 2x the amount of the Kam Chalau Superman, as in the make-do Superman. And therefore, it works for me, because my business is not perfect, I am not perfect, then I don't need to look for a perfect uh, higher as it were. And if there is attrition, then well, it is what it is, right? It's a quick moving product. It's a quick moving thing. If I uh, lose a guy who's four or five years of experience, it's very easy to replace him with another person with similar expertise or experience. Is it easy to replace a senior management person with similar experience? Answer is no. Very difficult. And so therefore, you see the senior management or rather people gravitating towards senior management, largely latching on and hanging on to their dear jobs in the top tier environments. And when they do get hired to, say, a startup, for example, they would probably be surviving on the future is bright syndrome. Or syndrome, it's a reality. Like, they will be given more stocks, which is future-oriented, or payments, which are future-oriented, or it's more like a pay-for-performance kind of a situation where once you deliver and you get me 30 customers, then I 
happy to give you a share i mean we grow together is a math that uh, is usually shared strict strictly speaking is is that fair yes that is fair because if the business doesn't grow then you don't earn money and so therefore how else will you even give money right it's a straight uh, equation but the flip side of the story is that if top tier companies struggle to sell to their customers the new age companies how can they come in and completely disrupt the market and redirect existing customers from their existing engagements and move into newer engagements it's a legit question right rip and replace how many customers have you seen who have ripped and replaced their entire systems environment and moved in to a new environment or a new application very few there are some who do it because the previous system had gone so bad that they had no other option but to have a stop press moment and change everything but uh, if something's working people usually like to stick to it because organization as much as they'd like to be agile they are reluctant to rip and replace an existing investment a because they have spent some time b because people have gotten used to it and c even if it is not efficient it still stores a lot of data and movement was often perceived as a disruption in business continuity or a loss of data or loss of information which is a risk that people are reluctant to take rightly so so they try to make do or make work with what they have bought it also reflects on people who have made the decision to buy that particular application or product or service saying that what were you thinking if it was so bad did you guys not think through you know right it's not usually a one person decision there would have been a committee or a bunch of people who would have made that decision and so suddenly if there is this amazing change that oh in so far what you were using is all humbug and you've been missing out on on life as it were it kind of questions the intelligence of the decision makers who invested in that uh, in the current application or product or service and so change therefore by that design becomes that much more difficult and so if change becomes difficult people hiring uh, a new vendor a new person at a senior level is also very difficult because of all these similar analogies that present present in the everyday workplace so what does one do you know you see often mayday posts on linkedin saying that i've been without a job for 10 year 10 months and 6 uh, months or what have you and uh, help me and suddenly there's a outpour of emotions that yes yes contact me send me a mail and all that and my question is where were you why did you wait for a mayday sos call when the person was applying why wouldn't you not listen why would you not respond and wait for this person to reach a a stage where he has to go out in the public and say well look i'm helpless help me now this might be okay uh, it is difficult but it might be okay for people who are still in their early career stages for the advanced career stage people it triggers a perception and they fear that people around them will perceive them to be a weak leader to show vulnerability uh, of unemployment at a public platform 
it might there are they fear that their competencies might be challenged might be questioned and it might actually have a counterintuitive impact on their careers and so they do not share as much there are a lot of these uh, people who keep quiet who keep shut who keep trying the traditional regular way for some it does work and for most it does not and so these are the difficult anomalies difficult dichotomies where there isn't a direct clear single bulleted solution but here's a, one or two things you can do if you are in a similar situation first up always believe that if you were good enough to be hired there you will be good enough to get hired here and then in the future elsewhere right you have spent 15 years 20 years 25 years whatever the number of work years that you have done while being employed i'm assuming your large part of your career you were in employed and little part of your career very less part of your tenure remains unemployed and so always remind yourself that you were good enough to be first shortlisted then brought into a final smaller shortlist and then eventually hired in the set of companies that you've worked for in the past which essentially means typically if you take the higher to rejection ratio it's 1 is to 15 1 is to 20 in most cases in most roles in india so remind yourself that because you had that job 19 other people did not have one right so that you were good enough you were good to be hired and it's a fact second point is if you a good player cannot become a bad player overnight now so if you were good to have a job for 12 14 18 20 years 25 whatever number of years then suddenly you cannot become a bad player you were good that's why you survived you had content and that's why people bought what you said and or what you had to offer so remind yourself if you're good you continue to be good unless of course you do something dramatically wrong or fraudulent or you degenerate your career deliberately uh, all those factors uh, will of course prove to be an exception but assuming you continued to function exactly the way that you did all these years then it's by that definition i say that if you were a good player to be hired in a company and you delivered and you got promoted and you you know progressed it doesn't make you a bad player overnight simple so there's don't doubt your competencies your abilities third is a big reality check that how you got hired before is not how you might get hired now or in the future so somewhere there is a change in the market the way people are hiring yes you have more of a uh, modern age way of hiring by uh, which by which i mean social media hiring so maybe you could become a creator instead of consumer you know if you see linkedin for example most people cut and paste somebody else's content you know somebody's written an article they add a line or two on top and post it very few people engineer write take the effort to create an original content it's your brand creation what have you learned over the last so many years and don't worry if there will be those naysayers who will say oh here's another uh, gyan distributing leader as a knowledge sharing free knowledge sharing leader which i don't need well those who don't need it they don't need to read read it simple 
so don't worry about such people there always will be those trolls if you will uh, but what you've got to do is believe that if you know something which is good and if you see a trend which is contradicting your clear thought process and you have, you have a better solution suggestion opinion share it create that content and therefore create that awareness of your competency create that awareness that you are the subject matter expert in the truest sense and i know in, in this day and age everybody has become an expert and everybody has become you know the guru as it were but you know people who follow uh, content closely who themselves have a lot of content they exactly know the real from the fake ones now when you read the first two three lines you will know, oh this is like a you know playing to the gallery kind of a content and versus this content really made me sit up and think so you've got to figure out which bucket you belong to are you on that side or are you on this side and therefore how does it work for you and by that design use these small uh, tips and tricks to be more visible i think the one change that has happened over the years is that you need to be more visible than what you were before and when i say visible i mean socially more visible so just having a mere resume or a good track record is not enough you would probably need to be more social and this may go against the grain uh this might go against your basic personality trait if you will but that is the reality of today that if you are not visible then how are people going to find you because there is so much of noise there is so much of crowd how do you stand out you know like i always say the risk in standing out is that uh, the risk in being outstanding is that you risk standing out so it's true that sometimes in the process of being outstanding you will have to do the occasional self promotion and it will be uncomfortable no doubt because you thought writing content was good enough but you will need to ask people to read to listen to subscribe to whatever um, clearly you don't want to overdo it and make it blatant pushing Uh, which again it's it's just me because i am an introvert so I, all the commentary that you hear is from the lens of an introvert and if you're an extrovert you might not think of it such a big deal i mean so what i can just go and say hey why are you not listening or why are you not reading my article you could do that it comes naturally and easily to a few people but for us people who are the classical behind the scenes Uh, you know don't like the spotlight as it were they also have to be at the forefront you know we've traditionally grown up being leaders from behind as it were where we encourage the teams to go forward and you actually are there as a fallback you are a support mechanism you are a enabler you are a facilitator you're not a dictator where you're saying it's my way or the highway so that's been my leadership style over a period of time and so now suddenly if you have to switch roles and say listen to me uh, look at me here is so much of content or wisdom if you will there will be those who will be surprised there will be those who will say hmm so what happened all this and it can happen to each of us right so point is not to pay too much of attention because it is fair that if there are 100 products on the table if there is a consumer if there is a customer who needs to pick up that one product 
it has to be basis something and that's where sales marketing advertising awareness come kicks in right and that's why you pick this one product amongst the 10 others so clearly having good content is absolutely essential there is no way of getting around that and that box is ticked now you have to have package it well as well and so you can choose to have a subtle packaging a minimalistic packaging a minimalism oriented packaging or it could be downright gaudy shocking with a you know shocking red or uh, ochre yellow or whatever i'm just a visual thought flow to this so it could be anything to attract attention and idea is that we're not judging what is right and what is wrong but the point is if you are a you know tenured leader and if you have to present yourself in the market then your content has to be packaged well as well easily palatable digestible easily replicable and yet the uniqueness that you bring to the table is yours is something that cannot be replicated by with another person very easily and that is the definition of superman if you will because it is incredibly difficult to do that you know whatever that you say today or write or think today there must be somebody somewhere who's already thought through it already said something on it already experimented it and you're like when this person reads or comes across your content they will say oh i i've done this many times earlier many years earlier and so on and so forth so don't worry about such um people we have it's a free country it's a free world for most part and uh, so you have a right to present your point of view uh, whether some people subscribe and some people don't subscribe and that's fair so these are the two or three things that I thought I'd share with you to stay afloat stay positive during these tough times and um, and see where it takes you i'll just end this conversation with a um, a nice anecdote which is data backed of course so if you see 2020 we have the year of pandemic if you go back 10 years 2010 there was a problem what subprime crisis if you go back 10 years there was the dot com crash 911 happened if you go back 10 years the oil crisis happened but what you perhaps have ignored is the period after these crises moments pass so 91 to 99 2001 or 2 through 2008 or 9 then 2011 to 2018 or 19 were good years really good years and so by that same analogy 21 to 29 that is 2021 to 2029 you are sure to have a very good time ahead so chin up brace up for the good times this is a bull run coming your way so stay positive and like always bring your a game to work good luck well that's all for now i hope you had a good time listening as much as i had sharing these thoughts and if you did do tune in to the other episodes of bus talk yes you could share them on facebook or twitter and with especially those who might appreciate similar content and if you need to talk to me or reach out to me you can use the twitter handle hashtag #gyanban spelled as g y a n b a n one word or email me on 
gyanban at gmail.com again spelled as g-y-a-n-b-a-n-n be sure to tune in next week there is a fascinating episode coming up for you till we meet again stay safe be well and bring your a-game to work ciao